Hello, I'm Trevor Rosenbaum, and you're listening to Quick Career Convos by the UNO College of Business Administration Career Center. Welcome to Quick Career Convos. In this episode, we will be exploring the legal studies concentration at UNO CBA. Our guest, Dr. Destiny Sewell, an assistant professor of business law and ethics, will provide valuable insights into this concentration. In this episode, we will discuss what legal studies entails, its career paths, and how it can complement other concentrations. Please enjoy this episode. Dr. Sewell, thank you for coming on today to talk to us about the legal studies concentration. Um, and let's get right into the first question. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and what you do at UNO now? Sure. Um, so as you said, I'm just by way of introduction, I'm Professor Destiny Sewell. Um, most of my students, you can either call me Professor Sewell or most of my students just call me Sewell. Um, so um, I am from Omaha. I actually, I went to Omaha North for high school. So Vikings V up. I came to UNO for undergrad and graduate school, so I was a Goodrich scholar, um, and I dual degreed, so I got a degree in business, and I concentrated uh, as one of the first classes to do that triple concentration of banking, finance, and investment sciences, and then I also have a degree in French from arts and sciences, um, and then I uh, came back for my MBA right away. I took a gap year and then went to law school at Creighton, so that's a little bit about my educational background. Um, and I'll talk about maybe my work experience and uh, through these other questions. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Um, if someone asked you, what is the legal studies concentration? Um, how would you explain that concentration to them? Oh my gosh, it's so hard to like just put it in an elevator speech. I tell them, let's go have coffee and we can talk. Uh-huh. Uh, legal studies, in my opinion, I think it's cool because it doesn't, although the name may indicate one thing, it doesn't pin, pigeonhole you into just like one field of study. Legal studies is for two types of people. One, I'm, I want to go to law school um, or I'm thinking about law school. So I want to know what it's like to research law, to write policies. Um, I want to tour some law schools. I want, I need some help with my personal statement or my law school um, application packet. So I'm pretty sure this is my path and I need help, or I'm thinking about law school, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to take some classes to see if I like law. um, And then we'll go from there. So that's the first type of person I would put that Mm -hmm. category. Second thing, legal studies is for anyone who is looking for a job that requires critical thinking or analytical skills. So I don't want to go law school, but the job that I'm doing is either law intensive or it requires me to think critically or analytically. Um, And that's what legal studies is set up to do. So it's more than just law. We look at things from an ethical standpoint. We look at things from a risk management standpoint. And it's those skills that my my non-law school students email me well after graduation and say, I'm so glad we learned this in your class because I've applied it in my my job on a Mm day-to-day. Yeah, can you speak a little bit about a little bit more about those skills and what in the legal studies concentration makes you love that field of study? 
Yeah. Um, so again, back to like critical thinking, analytical thinking, um, you, you look at a problem and you say, okay, who are my stakeholders? Uh, who is this affecting? If I make these decisions, is this ethical and ethical by whose standpoint? Um, what are the legal ramifications of this decision? And so we have, I teach students what we call the FIRAC process. It's a process that you learn in law school. It's how we, how do we look at the total problem when it includes all of the facts? You know, what is the real issue we're trying to resolve? Um, what are the laws around it? How do we apply the laws to our, our facts? And then what conclusion should we come to? You know, it doesn't matter what our stomach feels. What does the law say? Um, and so having that ability to take a problem, dissect it, um, and then come come up with these creative solutions. That those are the skills um, that we try to teach our students. Okay, um, you talked about there being kind of two groups of students pursuing the legal studies concentration: those that want to go to law schools and those that want to develop the skills. Out of those two groups of students, is there another concentration that they will normally pursue within UNOCBA, or is there another concentration that you would recommend that goes well with legal studies? So I tell students, and this, I don't know if this is the right answer for a career development, but I say, what's your passion? First of all, find a, find a field that's your passion. And anything marries well with legal studies. Again, it goes back to, do I want to go to law school or do I want um, those anal and or do I want those analytical skills? And so I have found that students who are um, also concentrating and um, you know law-heavy type industries like HR management, finance because they're going to sit for, you know, the S or the series seven or some kind of portfolio management um, certification or students who are going to real estate. Uh, I find those tend to dual concentrate or, you know, one's a, a primary, one's a secondary, you know, something like that. I find that they, they find the, the benefit in legal studies um, marrying with their other concentration. Legal studies is also great because you're, we take a whole holistic um, approach and that there are other fields on canvas, or excuse me, on campus that you might want to major in and so, or minor in. So you get your major in business, you know, concentrating legal studies, but then we, I have students who are also minoring in black studies or Latino studies, Native American. Like, I want to be a lawyer, but I also want to help this particular community. Um, mm -hmm. Environmental studies, that kind of thing. Um, and so I want exposure in those other courses on campus, um, but I also want this legal background. And so I have students who are doing both of that. And we are, the legal studies program is constantly um, um, in a field, a state of improvement. We're looking at what the market wants. We're trying to make it more streamlined and easier for students to get this field. Um, and so you could take law courses, law-related courses in other campuses, and we may be able to qualify that as an elective under legal studies, which is why advising is so important. I, I want to point that in. I know we have this degree works and people are utilizing that to self-advise. And I would, I would, I would caution students from doing that because there are always things that are working, you know, behind the scenes that are up and coming that degree works doesn't tell you. So go to your advisor, tell them this is what I would love to do. Is there a way I can marry it with legal studies? Have that concentration or have yeah. that conversation, excuse me. That's extremely valuable advice. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Um, moving outside of the classroom a little bit, are there CBA organizations or um, any other campus-wide organizations for legal studies? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, you know, it's I from my understanding, and I could be wrong, someone might come back at me later. I don't think we have like an official pre-law program. 
And so everything we do, um, it's a it's just a group of passionate professors across campus who say, how do we get our students to law school? And so um, we do have kind of an, an informal listserv uh, that we utilize Canvas for, where students say, I want to go to law school, or I'm thinking about law school, not really sure. And I say, okay, well, let's add you to the listserv. And then you get... Um, um, information or invitations to different panels that we hold. We might go on a tour, uh, you know, just different activities we do. Again, uh, we help with with writing statements and personal statements, that kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of an informal thing that some of us professors are, are uh, do. There's also, so if you're interested in that, let me know, <clears throat> excuse me, email me um, at dsewell, D-S-E-W-E-L-L, and just say, hey, I want to get on that pre-law listserv and I'll add you. If I don't respond to you right away, I, I, I lost your email. Don't take it personal. Email me again. Um, there's also um, a, kind of a scholars academy, if you will, called the Underserved Law Opportunities Program. The acronym is ULOP, ULOP. And um, that program is geared to help increase diversity in the field of law. Now, what does diversity mean? It can mean anything, right? And so we look at the field ask where the gaps are as it relates to representation, say, how can we, we fill those gaps? And then we try to encourage students from those populations uh, to apply for this program. Now, this program, if you apply, you are a member, you're a scholar throughout the rest of your college career. If you meet the minimum requirements, which includes the activities um, that we do, the panels, and um, like the minimum LSAT score that's required of this particular law school, you are guaranteed a spot at Lincoln Law. So you don't have to compete for your spot. I didn't say scholarship, I said spot, which is a great thing people don't realize that Lincoln is a tier, a top tier law school. So to know that you're guaranteed a spot just by membership in this program is pretty is pretty great. Um, it's pretty selective because we can't give everyone a spot. So if you're interested in that, also email me. And then there's also a student group called the pre-law, excuse me, uh, pre-law society. Yes. It used to be PAD, uh, like a, a, a pre-law fraternity, but I think they've done some organizational things. In any event, it is a club for those who are interested in pre-law. Pre so that's the PLS, pre-law society. Um, and so look at your student org sheet and see if you can um, get access to that if you're interested. Okay. Thank you. And I'll make sure to leave your email in the description of this podcast so students that Perfect. are interested can reach out. Um, hey. What are some common career paths within legal studies? You kind of touched on it a little bit already. And then can you also talk about some employers in Omaha? Sure. So I don't know if there really is a common path because again, it's so multifaceted, right? Again, the question I go back to is the job that you're going to do law intensive. And that could be, yeah, I'm going to go to law school or it could be, I'm going to HR, I'm going into compliance. A little bit about my path is I didn't practice very long when I came out of law school. When I came out of law school, we were right in the middle of a recession or right at the beginning of the recession. So law firms were rescinding offers. It was kind of a, a nightmare to be coming out of school at that at that time. And so um, I did I did practice for a little bit, but I was a business major. I, I have an MBA. I knew I wanted to study business or I wanted to work in that industry. And so as soon as the, my, um, the job opened up that I wanted, I was doing research and development contracts for the military. So next teaching is my all-time favorite job, obviously. Um, I love what I do. But I would say doing research and development contracts, R&D contracts for the military is pretty darn cool too. So um, did I need a law degree to do that? No. But um, having that law degree absolutely helped me. Um, in fact, we were split up on teams and every team had a lawyer or someone who had a background in legal studies on their team. And, um, you know, having that acumen was so important because 
they would send you on these like four week training exercises to learn how to research and understand um, the government contracts. And people could not pass, they could not complete the four week training course because they didn't have a handle on the law. So I would, I would say if you're interested in doing contracts or anything of that nature, you know, uh, legal studies is good for you. Um, after I left the military, I ended up working for another organization and I was doing HR. And so within HR, I was doing employee benefits. I was doing um, uh, employee discipline and I was working with the, the union labor relations. And that means understanding the contract. Um, did I need a law degree to do that? No, but having that background definitely helped. And after being there, you know, I wasn't there very long, but I was promoted and then I ended up being second in command of our HR department. Um, and then I was also subbing in as the as the compliance officer. So if you, you know, if anyone understands compliance, I know compliance is uh, law heavy. So do you need a law degree to be a compliance officer? No. I mean, do you see the trend here? No, you don't need it. But it definitely helped me in my career. Um, so that's a little bit about my path where I went from, I was in the courtroom, but then I went to do contracts for the military. And then I went to HR for an organization. And then from HR, you know, within HR, I was doing labor relations, benefits, discipline. And then I went on to do compliance. And now I'm here. Uh, we have students where um, there is a law firm uh, who isn't, although, you know, they have lawyers there, that's great, but what they're really looking for are students who have great math acumen, so an understanding of the law, and great math acumen, and those students are doing mergers and acquisitions work, so they're doing all the work up until you become a lawyer, so we have students coming straight out of undergrad who are making really good money to work at a law firm without being a lawyer because they're doing mergers and acquisitions work, um, so, um, uh, I have I have another student that I uh, helped with an internship. He knew he didn't want to be a lawyer, but he wanted to be a paralegal. And so he's interning at a law firm. And so uh, do we have students working at law firms? Yes. But we also have students who um, have left here. They've either taken a gap year uh, while they, they think about law school um, and they decide, wow, I really love that job. I'm going to stick around. And that involves doing, um, again, HR work. I have a student doing nonprofit work. I have a student doing finance. Um or we just have students say, you know what, I, I really like that background and I'm going to go do this non-lawyer related work, which goes back to what I just said before, contracts, HR, compliance, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, real estate. So, yeah. Dr. So that's very valuable. And just looking at yourself, you can see the wide variety of career paths within legal studies. Um, as we come to the end of this conversation, I just want to give you a chance to make a pitch to the student who may be is listening and was thought before, I'm not going to law school, legal studies isn't of interest to me. Um, but now they've kind of heard the other benefits of it and sure. are interested in the concentration. What would you say to that student? So, you know, here's the thing. I don't know why, it depends on why they're on the fence. Um, if they're on the fence because they they think they can't do it. I mean, I remember struggling with law school when I was, or uh, like my, my pre-law work, uh, Biz Law one when I was an undergrad at UNO. And I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't know anyone who looked like me who was a lawyer. I didn't really have that mentorship except for my law professor at that time, Dr. Daryl Lewis from UNO. And so, um, you know, the only person I knew that that made me want to be a lawyer was uh, Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. And I was like, oh, wow, like, maybe I can be a lawyer. But I didn't really think I could do it. Like imposter syndrome is real. And so I kind of was on the fence. Oh, I don't think I could do it. I don't want to do it. I want I want to, but I don't think I can. And so I ended up coming back, getting my master's. And then one day I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just give it a try. But I really wish I had someone back in undergrad who said, why not you? You can do it. Why not you? Um, 
it, you don't have to be like, you know, Einstein to be a lawyer. You just have to understand how to do the law. And if you need help with that, that's what the professors are here to do. Like it looks daunting, it looks scary, but it's not. And I like to think I make law my, you know, my classes fun and the adjuncts we hire, I like to think that they make class fun, that they make it fun and engaging. So law doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be scary. Um, it can be fun, it can be engaging, and it's going to teach you a lot of skills. So that's the first group. If you're not, if you're on the fence because you're afraid, don't be jump in. Tell me, tell me what your fears are and let us walk you through it. If you're on the fence because you're just like, I don't know. Um, I think about being a lawyer, but I, it's a lot of commitment and I don't know if it's for me. Okay. That's cool too. Why don't you come take a couple of classes and see if you like it? If you don't, I mean, you need electives for CBA anyway, make it an elective. Um, you know, the, the biz law one is required, but biz law two, it's an elective. Um, unless and if you're sitting for the CPA, we apply it as an ethics credit. So, uh, uh, um, you know, all I'm trying to say is make it an elective, see if you like it. And if you don't, you didn't waste anything. It was three credit hours. You're going to be here anyway. So mm -hmm. I guess that's my pitch. Give it, give it a shot. You don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, do you have any other advice for students? Yeah. Oh, sorry. 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 One minute. Back to the previous one. Um, and you don't have to be a lawyer in order to, to concentrate in legal studies. It goes back to, do you want critical thinking skills, analytical thinking skills? Do you want problem solving skills? Do you want to look at things in an ethical way? Then legal studies is also for you. You don't need to be a lawyer um, to concentrate in this. And then what was your last question? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just any other advice for students open-ended for. Yeah. You know, listen, college is a time to like understand, uh, to explore and understand what makes you tick. Um, you know, I was business and then I went to arts and science and then I came back to business. Now, do I recommend, you know, spending a bunch of credits? <laughs> I, you know, you got to decide what your capacity is, but you really just got to take those, take that leap of faith and say, I just want to get to know what, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, what I, what I'm not good at. Um, and don't, don't pigeon your, yourself into like one category your freshman year, because you, after taking some classes, you don't know, you may, you may want to do something else. And so I would say, be flexible, be open. Um, I would also say, don't be afraid to ask for help. I am dyslexic and I didn't know I was dyslexic until I was in law school and college was so hard for me and grad school was so hard for me. And I think I would have had a better experience if I had just got tested. I knew something was wrong, but if I just said I need help and maybe someone could have led me on the path for accommodations or something like that. So that'd be my other advice. Don't be afraid to ask for help to let people know I'm struggling, whether it's mental health, whether it's school, whether it's personal, you know, we have resources at campus to um, help you. You know, uh, the great thing about UNO is that we try to treat you like family. We try to look out for one of you, you know, look out for one another. So just don't be afraid to reach out to your professors for help. Don't also be afraid to reach out to your professors just for mentorship, just to stop by and say, hi, look, can we grab a cup of coffee? I want to know more about you. I mentor a lot of students, not, and most of them aren't even legal studies. Um, it's about relationship building. It's about having someone to guide you. Um, it's about having someone to write a letter of recommendation for you. So, if you're going to be at UNO, just really make yourself part of this community. Don't be afraid to take chances, explore, and stop by and see me. I'm on the second floor in the finance and banking suite. <laughs> Thank you for making yourself so available to students. As a student, I know we always appreciate that. And thank you for the time today and sitting down and having this conversation about the legal studies concentration. My pleasure. Thank you.
In conclusion, Dr. Sewell provided valuable insights on the legal studies concentration, emphasizing its versatility and applicability to various career paths beyond law. Students interested in social issues analysis, risk management, or forensic economics will find this concentration beneficial, given the emphasis on quantitative and communication skills. This has been Quick Career Convos. If you have any ideas, comments, or questions regarding this podcast, please email UNOCareerCenterCBA at unomaha.edu with podcast in the subject line. If you would like to have UNO-specific career advice in your feed, be notified of events on campus, play weekly career trivia, and more, then follow our Instagram at UNOCareerCenterCBA. Quick Career Convos is a UNO CBA Career Center production. Our music is created by Nico Staff. Until next time, I'm Trevor Rosenbaugh.